Welcome to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Uh, welcome this evening to everyone. Uh, joining me, Tim Fredericks, in the studio this evening is my co-host, Fran Gavin. Good evening. Uh, how is everybody doing? Everybody's doing fine. How about uh, you, Tim? Hey, how about the weather, right? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so this evening, joining us in the studio this evening is uh, 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 Matt Bagley, who is the general manager of the Panther Valley Property Owners Association. And uh, we hope to have a, a very robust discussion about the roles of someone who is in his position, uh, the expectations and the challenges. So welcome, Matt, to the studio. Tim, good to hear. Good to having me here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Fran, did you want to uh, uh, start a lot as a, uh, a, a charter member of uh, the Panther Valley Property Owners Association? Well, I don't know that I'm a charter member, but uh, believe it or not, I actually had a little bit of hand in uh, the process that, that uh, brought Matt to PVPOA. I don't know if Matt remembers that. I do remember that very well, Fran. Okay, yeah, I guess, you know, those... those uh, I, I seared myself in your memory. I don't know that it's always a good thing. So Matt is the general manager of Panther Valley Property Owners Association. So uh, Matt, if you could just give us a little bit of background, uh, where you came from, um, and uh, uh, how long you've been with PVPOA. Sure, Fran, thank you. Well, actually, I'm originally from, Pennsylvania, uh, from New Jersey, uh, born and raised in Middletown, New Jersey. Uh, went to Pennsylvania for education and uh, started working in the resorts in the Pocono Mountains and was fortunate enough to uh, um, interview and take a job out in western Pennsylvania at the uh, Treasure Lake Property Owners Association. It's actually, at the time, was the biggest resort and uh, planned community in Pennsylvania, over 9,000 acres. We managed two golf courses, four restaurants, uh, three lakes. Um, you know, our budget was about $8 million annually um, and was there about 10 years. And uh, my wife and I uh, decided at the time that maybe it was time to make a move and um, actually saw the job for Panther Valley and, um, you know, interviewed here and uh, was hired in April of uh, 2010 and have been here over 10 years. Um, I was at Treasure Lake for over 10 years and uh, really enjoyed being out, out there. Um, but bringing roots back to New Jersey with my family, um, with my parents getting older was a, a good move. And, um, you know, um, I, we've really enjoyed our time back here in New Jersey. Well, I know since you've uh, come back and gotten and, uh, relocated here, I know you've become uh, very much uh, uh, an important thread in the fabric of not only Panther Valley, but the, the whole regional community. Do you see that as part of what you do as the, the general manager? I think it's very important. Um, you know, I, I can, you know, I'm a, a front of the house type manager. Um, you know, I very rarely have my door closed in my office. You know, we're, we're uh, you know, we try to uh, meet and, and handle things uh, up front with our property owners. Um, additionally, I, you know, I try to get involved in the school. I was, uh, I was uh, asked to step in for a few months in the uh, Great Meadows uh, school board. I was school board member um, due to a resignation for a few months there. And, uh, you know, my kids are, were involved in, in Hackettstown High School and many of the athletics and, you know, was, was gladly there to support them as well and the other parents. So, you know, it's important not only for the job, but also to be, a, you know, a staple in the community and, 
you know, and, and to go a little further and, you know, with what we have over here in Alamuchi with uh, Rutherford Hall, you know, we're, we're always willing to help wherever we can to uh, help sponsor events and, and do some things over there uh, for the betterment of, of Alamuchi. So um, your title is general manager, and I bet you if I went through Panther Valley and asked a whole lot of people, they would know who you were, but they probably would have a hard time defining the, the really amazingly broad scope of responsibilities you have. So if you could uh, just give us a little, uh, a little precis on what they might be. Sure. Um, well, you know, Panther Valley is a private community, as, as we know. It's gated. Um, you know, it's it's one of the uh, um, premier communities in New Jersey, as far as I'm concerned, and, and talking to colleagues who, who also manage around the state. But, you know, being private, um, everything within Panther Valley is, is owned and operated by the, uh, the Panther Valley Property Owners Association or the uh, 14 sub-associations, with the exception of the, uh, the country club. So, you know, when you come through the gates, um, you know, we manage the security, we manage all the road maintenance, um, we manage all of the uh, maintenance on the townhouses and condominium associations, which is now over 1,500 units of the 2,000 units within Panther Valley. Um, the recreation complexes, we have pools, tennis courts, playgrounds, as well as the uh, capital uh, replacement program. Since we own all of the roads and infrastructure, we also have the responsibility of improving them, um, uh, paving roads, um, new roofs on buildings, siding. Um, so, you know, a lot of what we do is really managing the infrastructure um, as well as um, performing the duties that are outlined of the Board of Trustees which is enforcement of rules and regulations and the policies and procedures that are in our, our legal documents. So if you were to like translate this to what a municipal government would look like, because in, in many respects, Panther Valley is almost like its own little municipality. Yeah, uh, yeah we definitely are. Um, you know, there's a lot of similar characteristics to, uh, you know, a township. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I tell a lot of people is, you know, we're similar to a township without a lot of the governmental regulations um, involved with, uh, you know, boards and, and, and bidding and other things. So, um, you know, we really um, are, are, are uh, uh, you know, a separate type of, of uh, you know, township type setting. Um, you know, and as I mentioned, you know, we, 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 you know, our budget right now is approaching $11 million. You know, I would categorize that as one of the bigger budgets if you would look at towns in, in Warren County as being, a, you know, a pretty large budget if you would compare us to a, a regular township budget. Well, you're certainly bigger than Alamucci's township budget. That's Did, correct. Yeah. So if you think about it, you're, you're the, the, the man who's, uh, who's up front and leading this organization that has essentially the equivalent of kind of a police force. You have that security staff, you have a road department, you have a rec department, uh, you basically have a planning board because you have the covenants committee. Um, and and you, you really are kind of operating as kind of a satellite municipality. And you're the guy that has to have his finger in all those pies, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, I am employed by the by the board of trustees. I'm not you know, I don't work for a management company. So, um, you know, I have a pulse in in in, 
you know, and leading the board and leading, uh, you know, the executive board in, in their monthly meetings, you know, as well as all of our, our um, sub-associations boards that had active boards, as well as the, the various committees we have. So, um, you know, they're all making recommendations to, uh, you know, the board of trustees and, and, and to management. So, um, you know, we operate a lot of similarities to, uh, to a township. So from uh, your perspective as the general manager, is it fair to say that you really have um, two, three primary areas of interface, right? You have to have a good relationship with the board of trustees. You have to have a good relationship with uh, your staff uh, and the employees of the association. And you have to have a good relationship with uh, the members of the community. Um, and there are really three different kinds of relationships, aren't they? There are, they are. And, and really three different, um, I wouldn't call them management styles, but, you know, the way we, you know, we interact is, is a lot different, you know, in, in dealing with, you know, with the board, with, with management and, and with, uh, you know, the expectations of our, of our ownership. Matt, it seems like you wore, wear an awful lot of hats. Can you, uh, and I, I know that there is a lot of specialized training and certifications that go into a position such as the one that you have. Can you describe that a little bit? Because I, I don't think a lot of people understand that someone in your position uh, just can't walk in off the street. Sure. Well, you know, the, the community association field is a is a vastly Growing and and very um, uh, diversified, um, you know, uh, and complex uh, uh, business, uh, um, you know, narrative. You know, there's over 73.5 million homeowners that reside in community associations, condominium, and co-ops. You know, 347 national associations out there on the books right now. And, and of which, um, you know, they're all varying size. Panther Valley is what they refer to as a large-scale association. And they're, you know, people that have uh, over million-dollar budgets, have over 1,000 units, you know, or manage over 1,000 acres. So, you know, it puts aside, a, you know, a small association that are, are, are normally managed by, by association, by, uh, you know, management companies. Um, you know, I went through a significant amount of training through um, a, a, the parent organization called Community Association Institute, and they have uh, state chapters. And um, I was actually, um, there's right now over 11,000 certified property managers. I was uh, 510, so I've been certified over 26 years by the uh, Community Association Institute as a uh, professional community association manager, and I'm required to take you know, classes and do a, a lot of education every three years to keep my certification up. Um, you know, so it is it is a widely growing field, um, but a majority of the communities around the country are managed through uh, management companies, not uh, paid on-site managers. Would you say, um, where would Panther Valley fit in the um, uh, size category in New Jersey in, in terms of, uh, you know, um, managed communities? Uh, probably in the top 10 in size, budgets. I would, I, would, uh, I would categorize its budget 
because of, um, you know, the special municipal services district and our operating budgets of $11 million as being probably within the top 10 in the state. What are, what are some other ones in uh, northern New Jersey that uh, we may be familiar with? Um, there's not really much in northern New Jersey. You'd have to go, you know, more to the center and south part of the state, um, you, you know, where, where you would find a lot of the over 55 communities that were developed um, on the, um, you know, um, down the, the Parkway Corridor, um, down from, you know, um, uh, Monmouth and Ocean County and down into um, the, uh, you know, corridor of the New Jersey Turnpike, um, down into in, in the Middlesex County. You know, there's a lot of over 55 communities there. Um, you know, the biggest one up in this per, uh, uh, part of the woods would be um, Smoke Ridge. Um, you, you know, um, they're a very old community. They're over 50 years old. They're not as big as Panther Valley, but their their budget is significant because of the amenities that they have there. If I'm a, a, a property owner, if I buy if I buy a house in uh, Panther Valley, what types of services are are provided uh, as a result of my property ownership? Sure. Um, you know, a majority of the homes here are either in a townhouse and or condominium developments. And when people buy into that, they pay a monthly maintenance fee um, for the services to be provided either by our, our on-site management team or by um, contract. And that would be similar to uh, landscaping, having their, their, their lawns and, and property maintained, to uh, snow removal in the winter, um, to um, you know shrubs being groomed and, and maintained. We pressure wash and paint units every four years. Um, we have an extensive um, capital replacement program um, because they, they pay into uh, reserves where you would have a roof replacement or siding replacement or new decks to be put on units. So, you know, they're, they're basically paying for a majority of carefully living. Um, the other thing is they pay a lot into is for the recreation, for the pools, um, you know, the ability to use pools, playgrounds, um, tennis courts, basketball courts, and, you know, we maintain and, and improve them through a capital replacement program also. Garbage and recycling? Yeah, you know, the, the, within the Special Municipal Services District is uh, the fees include uh, uh, trash and recycling um, are included there. So instead of each individual unit owner getting a bill for trash and recycling, we have a bulk contract to pick up the entire community. So it's done at a lot cheaper rate per uh, unit owner that you would find out in the, the rural communities, uh, like up in Great Meadows where I live. I pay a significantly more a quarter for trash than, than the unit owners do here. So this uh, special municipal services district is uh, not something that you would find uh, any in any of the other uh, planned communities uh, or community associations throughout New Jersey, is it? No, it's a very unique program and something that, uh, you know, Panther Valley is very fortunate to have. Um, you know, the, the basic part of the program is, you know, that the, that the Property Owners Association submits a, a budget to the township for municipal services that would normally be performed um, within a township, and that is uh, road maintenance, uh, recreation, trash pickup, uh, fire hydrants, um, 
you know, um, um, stormwater management. And, uh, you know, we submit a budget um, and that budget gets approved. Um, those the owners in Panther Valley are, are assessed a, a special district fee um, that is a tax and that fee is reimbursed to the association, which is a lot different than other associations around the country and around the state um, that, that um, do not have this program. So it's very, very beneficial. And the most important part is those SMSD uh, maintenance fees or, or fees are also tax deductible where your property owner's assessments for maintenance fees are not. And hopefully uh, for everybody, it will be tax deductible if they get rid of the SALT limitations that uh, the last administration put in place for the Internal Revenue Code. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, very important, um, especially with, the, you know, the taxes that are in Alamuchi Township. You, you know, um, most of the homes here are, are, are over that cap. So one of the things you had mentioned was uh, the existence of these reserve funds. And those are really for either the townhouses or the condominiums, right? And the roads, and the True. roads, yeah. and the recreation. But you did mention how um, new roofs get put on and new siding and, and the like, and that would be for the townhouses and the condos, correct? Yes, correct. Yeah, there's a, we have reserves for each of the villages um, that they pay into for, a re, you know, for replacement of the assets. And then we also have reserves for all of our different road programs um, and those reserves are, are held by the by the township. Um, and and right now, both of those reserve funds that we have have nearly eight million dollars in cash reserves in the bank today. Well, for future and those projects. Are, and and the, the real ultimate benefit is that when in years past, before they were created, you'd have to do a special assessment to collect those. Yeah, that, that's correct. You know, m communities that don't fund the reserves properly, when it comes time to do a project, you know, if they don't have the funds, they have to go out and special assess everybody. So, um, you, you know, having this this fund that we uh, that we uh, transfer money on a monthly basis to is very important to the overall fiscal success of this community. All right. This is a good opportunity to take a break. You're listening to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org the voice of Centenary University. And welcome back to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University, in studio with my co-host, Fran Gavin, and our guest uh, this evening, Matt Bagley, who is the general manager for the Panther Valley Property Owners Association. Matt, I wanted to uh, ask you, you know, within the, the gates of uh, Panther Valley, uh, uh, probably a, a good percentage of the property is taken up by the uh, golf course and the uh, country club. What is the relationship of the, uh, of the community and the association with the uh, golf and country club? Well, number one, it's very, very important that, you know, the country club exists and is very successful. You know, um, I'm, I've always said to, to our board of trustees that, you know, we have to have a controlling asset to everything within our gates because ultimately it, it uh, maintains and increases value. So, you know, over the years, um, there's been a little bit of hardship with, with the country club and, um, you know, years ago, the Matar family, um, you know, uh, bought the country club um, from its its membership and have operated it, you know, for the last uh, few years and, and has, has been very successful. And the membership strives and the course looks good. And, and that's important for Panther Valley. It's also important for Panther Valley to try to make sure of that success. And, you know, we've uh, 
you know, we've done events in 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 the uh, club, um, you know, because one of the one of the hardships for Panther Valley is, you know, we don't have significant um, major recreation um, centers and things within the community to hold a big membership event. So, you know, we've held um, various um, events at the country club from um, uh, St. Patrick's Day events to um, Oktoberfests to, uh, you know, some breakfast with uh, with Santa. And, you know, when we look to do more, um, you know, with them um, as unfortunately, you know, with the COVID over the last year, uh, you know, most of our recreation events have been pushed aside. But um, it's very important that that, uh, you know, club is successful and, uh, you know, we do whatever we can to help to make sure that, uh, you know, it is successful. So the ownership of the property, you know, the golf course and the um, uh, the property that the uh, clubhouse sits on, is that um, privately deeded or how, how does that work? Yeah, the uh, the actual golf course is a privately deeded tract of land. Um, they do pay assessments to the association each year. Um, and that was an agreement that was done um, years ago with the with the forefathers here. So that there is a payment, you know, made to the association every year, and uh, you know it provides for um, you know the security services just as they would for the uh, for the uh, residents and signing in guests and everything. And um, it does include the trash um, pickup as well as the um, um, fire hydrants and and things um but everything else is is it is their own private property we do not maintain the roads within the within the country club or any of the buildings or anything they are all privately uh, owned and operated so it almost be like a single family house within panther valley um the the driveway has to be maintained by the owner etc right that's correct yes um so then who who makes it who would make the decision if the um if the country club wanted to go um public so for example i know over the course of the the past several years some decisions have been made of opening up the uh the restaurant to the public or opening up the golf course there's been discussions about opening up the club to uh you know the general public uh not the members how, how does that work and who right. makes I mean, those decisions? That, obviously, the, the opening up to the public would strictly be, you know, a decision made by the by the owners of that organization. You know, what becomes very a difficult thing to do is just opening up to the public, um, you know, similar to any other restaurant without reservations with people coming to our gate to just say, you know, I'm going to go in and go to the club for dinner. You know, we have a very sophisticated gate system where all owners have to be and guests have to be um, pre-registered. So, you know, it would very, be a very difficult thing, you know, being open to the public without reservations. You know, the golf course does have a significant membership base from outside of, of Panther Valley. Um, but, you know, we get membership lists and, and you know, they are they are um, eligible for the membership, you know, to come into community and sign guests in to go to the golf course just as a property owner would. So but being, you know, just open to the public without reservation would be a very difficult thing and, you know, to do. And I think the the um, the Matar family in in their business plan with you know with what they're doing I think has been very successful and I think they've had to I don't think they've gone to to the extent of just being open to the public where you know people can just walk in and have dinner.
And what about uh, original um, uh, property owners in Panther Valley who may have had bonds? Uh, uh, how does that work? I never really well, quite understood that. I, I don't really know because, um, you know, again, the, the, the club was sold by the, you know, from the the uh, bondholders, I would guess you would call them, or the original members that had that had financial interest to the Matar family. So I don't know the um, financial background on what was taken care of of that when they when the Matar family bought that. But right now, I don't believe there is a bond um, that uh, the property, the uh, the members pay to join the club. I, b I believe it's just a membership fee that they pay on an annual basis. I can give you some uh, insight on that, Tim. Before the Matars bought it, the club was, well, it was originally owned by the developer, MPW Communities. And uh, as they sold the units, uh, they would also sell memberships into the country club. Uh, and then probably about 25 years ago, um, maybe a little bit more, they sold out the rest of their interests uh, so that it became wholly owned by the membership. So the owners were, in fact, the bond members, uh, the bondholders, or the ones who had, you know, you know bondholders. Um, but right before the Matars bought it, uh, frankly, the country club fell in some difficult times. Um, and so uh, when... Uh, the the bondholders, the equity owners, sold their interests. Uh, what they had left is the net proceeds in the company that they had held the bond with, which was the old Panther Valley uh, Panther Valley Country Club. Well, the reality was their financial condition was such that none of the bondholders got anything out of that. So, if you had a bond, and I think I have one somewhere in the house, um, you're out of luck. Uh, and the current owners own it. Um, it's their property. They're the owners. Uh, and they sell annual memberships uh, at, at, like a country club, but those ownership, uh, those memberships have no equity interest in, in the operation. Yeah, that's very interesting. So the, uh, the folks who had the bonds, uh, it was almost a, an investment that uh, didn't pay anything at all at the end of the day. It was a it was a loss. But so the only way to really look at it is um, if you amortize it over the lifetime of your participation and you consider it almost as extra dues. And it's the only way that I can justify it. Because I've been there I bet it was a member long enough so that it really wasn't didn't wasn't that big of an issue. But if you had bought three years before the club went under well, you, you would have had a problem. Well, I'm not a member, but I probably would have figured it out by dividing by the number of rounds of golf I played and how much it cost. Per that, that's always a bad exercise. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a bad exercise. Or or maybe dividing by my total score would have been a better uh, outcome. Yeah, um, but but that, that leads to a really important point, I think, from Matt's perspective, that having a healthy country club there is, is, is important because— it's the first thing you see when you come through the gates. Uh, and if it's in a nice condition and, and, and it looks like there's people playing golf, uh, it's a very inviting place to play. And that's important for the overall um, the overall environment of, of Panther Valley, wouldn't you say, to, uh, Matt? Yeah, and, and value. I mean, you know, if you think about if, you know, if nobody bought the country club and it went under, you know, it'd be sitting there with just fields right now. 
and that would not do anything to help people's individual property values, which, you know, and nationally are, are, are higher than somebody outside a gate. So it's important that that country club is successful, looks good and is maintained and is and is run, you know, properly. It, it, it affects all of the value of every individual property within Panther Valley. Well, and if I remember correctly, wasn't Panther Valley Property Owners Association, um, if not directly involved, certainly involved behind the scenes in, in helping to uh, bring about uh, an effective sale of the property when it was clear that the the old format wasn't going to work? Yeah, correct. In fact, um, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier that, you know, I've always lived by the premise and I've always told the board we have to have a controlling interest in everything within our gates to maintain and improve value. And, you know, when the when they were looking for investors for the for the, uh, you know, for the country club, Panther Valley was very much interested, you know, because we wanted to make sure that it was successful. And, um, you know, when it didn't work out and they went the route of the Matars, we were very supportive of that and, you know, did whatever we could to make sure it was a true, uh, you know, a, a very uh, a, a quick and, and good transition over to the new ownership. Uh, a community up in Sussex County, is it Beaverbrook uh, uh, that surrounds the, a community that surrounds the um, golf club up there? Yes, correct. That was, in, that was in a little bit of trouble for a while. And uh, you can really see when you go by on the road, you know, when, when a golf club is not being maintained properly, what it could possibly do to curb appeal and property values, that's for sure. Yes, and that was a perfect example of, of an association, you know, a small association that had a golf course that, unfortunately, the golf course didn't make it. And I'm, I'm sure, if, I haven't done the research, but I'm sure that affected overall property value. Matt, um, on uh, when I was superintendent of schools, one of the, uh, the first things I had to do when I came into Alamuchi was to uh, uh, recommission another uh, demographic study. Uh, that uh, looked at uh, approved potential um, uh, building within the township. At that time, there was still quite a bit of uh, land within Panther Valley that uh, uh, needed uh, or could be improved under the master plan. Is that still true? Is there still room for development in well, uh, Panther Valley? Right now, as of uh, about a week ago, the you know the last for sale property within the uh, uh, the current developer um, was was sold. So, you know, within the um, approved um, master plan, you know, we're at two thousand and eighty nine homes within Panther Valley. You know, there's one small um, caveat to that is there is a uh, there's a, 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 an acreage outside the front gate um, that made the news a couple of years ago when there was an attempt to buy um, 160 acres to put a, um, you know, a drug rehab facility. Um, and back in um, the mid, um, I'm going to say, um, 1996 to 1998, there was a uh, attempt made to um, bring that 160 acres into the master plan for Panther Valley. There was a site plan developed, and there was going to be some large estate lots that were going to be put in there. And the Panther Valley Property Owners Association voted to welcome that property into the master plan. The unfortunate thing is, is at that same time, 
um, the housing market was on a very big downward uh, spiral. So the developer walked away and never filed the documents with the county to bring it into Panther Valley. So that's the only property that adjoins Panther Valley that potentially, you know, if another developer came in, um, you know, could could, uh, you know, bring that into the into the master plan. But right now we are, um, in, in my opinion, built out of of existing properties within the master plan. Is that something that, that's uh, similar to what um, I, uh, the the property across from Alfano Road uh, was accepted into the master plan when those uh, townhomes were built? Yeah, that's correct. Yes, that they were they were um, you know there was a vote taken in the membership and brought brought in that acreage where that 168 um, condominiums were were you know were were brought into the master plan. And and Matt, uh, uh, of the property that you were previously talking about, uh, that's up on the kind of the ridge at the front of the the front of the gate, right? That that was. Yep. Um, Previously approved for development, and the the developer was Alamucci Land Development, wasn't it, Fran? At the at the time when it was going to be maybe ten or twelve or sixteen um, multi million dollar homes. Yeah, um, that's what Matt was referring to. Yeah, multiple yeah, acres. yeah, that's Alamucci Land Development. I believe there was uh, thirty six estate lots that were planned there. And and what is the status of the, of that property? I mean, it, it's still it's I, I, well. The last I saw it was it was for sale again. Okay. Um, after yeah. after the um um the the re the the rehab center um um is not no longer on the books, right? Yeah. The, yeah. The rehab center um pulled out their um their application with the township for the land for land use. Uh, I believe they were looking for a uh, a modification to the land use plan to be able to put that there. And uh, I think due to the change in one of the changes into the from what I read into the um, um, health insurance uh, benefit for mental health and rehab, um, they pulled their plan, um, you know, at that point and 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 walked away. So those so those uh, um, that uh, area may be uh, developed yet. Yes, it is a developable piece of property. It's not under any type of, uh, you know, uh, uh, farmland or any restriction at this point. Um, you know, part of it is approved um, within the Alamucci water and sewer uh, system. Not all of that 100 acres, 160 acres is approved. That's why the, you know, the plan um, when they were uh, looking at doing the um, the estate lots was only on part of the lands because the other was not approved for Alamucci water and sewer. Would, uh, if uh, the appropriate developer came along and wanted to do some residential development there, um, would uh, the Property Owners Association still be open to expanding the scope of Panther Valley to include that property, or is that something that just have to be revisited of an issue? I think it would have to be revisited by the by the association and its board. But, you know, one of the one of the difficulties that we have as a, as a community and the board and management is there is no developable land for expansion for the association, meaning for, you know, administration complex. You know, one of the one of the uh, original developers last a lack of oversight was to look at the community as it would look today with having 2,089 homes and, and the people in here and, and, and why they're here. 
and you know we've outgrown our our administrative complex here and you know there really isn't anything right now within the uh within the master plan that we could you know build and expand so you know i think that if a developer was going to come in to um, into that area, I would look as myself and, and would advise the board that we would need to partner with them to make sure that there could be some expansion that would include, you know, things that would benefit the association, which is is, is in great need. Great. Well, um, this is a wonderful opportunity to take another break. Uh, we're with Matt Begley, the uh, general manager of Panther Valley Property Owners Association. And you're listening to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. And welcome back to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Tim Fredericks and Fran Gavin in studio with our special guest, Matt Bagley, the general manager of Panther Valley Property Owners Association. Matt, uh, it's been a, a really interesting and informative discussion so far. One thing I wanted to ask you as, as, as a leader, uh, what do you see as some of the uh, challenges and opportunities that you may have in the future in your functional role as the general manager of PVPOA? Sure. Um, one of the biggest challenges that, you know, I deal with and my team deal, deals with is the diversity of our ownership. And that means, you know, um, you asked me earlier about associations around the state, you know, and you talk about over 55 communities and you talk about, you know, communities that are very well established and, and have very little turnaround. You know, we're very diverse in our ownership. And what I mean by that is, you know, we have a significant group of retirees that live in Panther Valley. We also have a significant amount of first-time homebuyers that live within Panther Valley. So managing the owner's expectations are a very big challenge for us, um, you know, especially sometimes when there's a transfer of property and, you know, you have realtors that, you know, will sell people. And I'm not saying that all realtors do this, but say, oh, you know, you're going into a carefree maintenance area. You know, you pay that maintenance fee and Panther Valley takes care of everything. And that's not really the case. So, you know, managing expectations is always a big challenge for us on a daily basis. Um, you, you know, and and a lot of Panther Valley was developed just to give you a couple of the, you know, um, um, diversity, you know, now with regards to people and exercise and everything, half of Panther Valley's community of the older sections were built without sidewalks and everybody's out walking. They have dogs and, and, and now walk, you know, for their exercise. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a very big challenge for us in, 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 in looking at how to manage, you know, people and their ability to want to just get around the community here. So um, that's probably the biggest, um, you know, thing that, that challenge that we have um, every day. Um, you know, the other thing is, is trying, and it goes along with the same lines of our diversity, is in diversity of our ownership, is the diversity of how they want to be communicated with. You know, there's still some people in Panther Valley that don't have computers. 
you know, so, you know, how do we communicate, um, you know, emergency situation to them where we may, you know, do emails and do, um, you know, things on Facebook or, or put things on our, our website. So, you know, we're really focusing in, I, I hired a, you know, a new, we were able last year to get the board as the first time we, we increased our staff in, in 10 years. And I brought in a communication specialist and we're really focusing in now on how we can actually actively communicate with that diverse base to make sure that we're getting all of the message out to them, you know, way beyond just our monthly newsletter, the Panther that we send to people. Well, and that's a real big issue, too, because, uh, you know, when people move into Panther Valley, in theory, at the closing, uh, they get a copy of the Declaration of Covenants and Restrictions and the bylaws and the rules and regulations for the Architectural Control Committee. But I'm sure you can attest to the fact that whenever somebody gets a little notice in the mail saying, well, you really can't do take down that tree or you can't put up that fence, um, you have you really have your work cut out for you in that regard. Yeah, yeah we do, because, again, um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, there's there are, are, are tremendous amounts of legal documents with regards to associations. And, um, you know, annually we, we produce a book of, of um, yeah, directory, which also has all of our rules and regulations. And people purchase, for majority, people purchase in these associations because of that. They want that um, continuity within their, the neighborhood. And, you know, one of the biggest, you know, um, uh, you know, gripes you hear around the country is, oh, I can't even put a, you know, an old uh, a string out my back to dry my clothes. And, and you know, and those were the things that, you know, are, are, are there to protect the property owners and protect their values. But, um, you, you know, not everybody that come into these communities bought in because they were you know, wanted those rules and regulations. As I mentioned, you know, we have some first-time homebuyers, and, you know, they may have not have bought in here because of those regulations if they want to, you know, change the color of their house or enlarge their deck or, you know, put a roof on their, a new roof on their building that they, uh, you know, they have to have approvals for our architectural control committee. And that's basically just from an aesthetic standpoint, we want to make sure that we're trying to manage some sort of aesthetics, um, you know, throughout Panther Valley. Coming back, uh, Matt, to, you know, like your adjacent neighbors, um, what is the relationship between Panther Valley and the uh, uh, the old Panther Valley Inn and the Panther Valley Mall? Well, there's very little that that's still there, um, you, you know, although, you know, they are um, bound by the, the Declaration of Covenants and Restrictions um, separately from within the gates, you know, they don't pay an assessment or, you know, or do anything. So if they were going to tear down that mall and, you know, put up new new buildings and wanted to do architectural changes, they would have to, um, you know, come to the uh, uh, the architectural committee for that. But other than that, there, there really isn't a um, you know, a major um, um, continuity between the, the mall and Panther Valley. So, so any, any type of changes or modernization to that uh, mall have to be approved by the Architectural Committee of uh, the yes. PBPOA? Yes, yes, as well as the township, correct. So uh, those are challenges. How about looking forward? Uh, what do you see as potential opportunities coming down the road for the association or for Matt Begley as part of the association? Well, I think that, you know, having strong reserves allows for us to continue to improve infrastructure. 
you know, that's vitally important to maintaining and increasing value. And, you know, we have a, a very active, um, you know, committee structure. And, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, we spend close to $3 million a year on improvement of infrastructure in roads and in roofs and in, um, you know, um, uh, doing um, replacement of decks. And, you know, that's vitally important. You know, uh, one of the things that I'm proud of in the in the 10 years I've been here, um, we have we have over 28 miles of roads and parking lots. And of that, we have um, repaved 25 of the 28 miles of roads in the 10 years and the other three will be done within this year and next year. So, you know, keeping our, our road system, um, you know, the best it can possibly be, you know, improving the, the curbage and drainage um, and, and keeping on point with doing, you know, roofs and, and other infrastructure repairs when our, our reserves study says they need to be done, you know, is an opportunity I look forward to, you know, each year to be able to, you know, tell property owners, like in one of our condominium associations, we're redoing, you know, 168 roofs this year. So, you know, there's nothing better than to see people that are paying that monthly maintenance fee, seeing that that reserve contribution is going back into their unit. So, um, the Property Owners Association, uh, just by virtue of your presence in the community here, has has to maintain a good relationship with the town council, with the governing body. Um, I, you know, there are certain systems that are intertwined. The uh, water and sewer systems are owned by the town, but serve primarily Panther Valley. Um, can you talk about your relationship with with the governing body now and and perhaps how it was in the past? Sure. Um, well, well, there's 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 you mentioned two different um, um, things there, and I'm going to address both of them. One, the water and sewer. Um, I sit on the water and sewer advisory committee for the township, and you know, right now they're. Um, leadership and everything is fantastic. Um, you know, they just uh, got approved at the town council of replacement of the major water tower that sits in the middle of the community, which is the original water tower that um, it was is in dire need of being um, replaced. And um, you know, we work through um, you know assisting with the uh, you know with the water and sewer um, um, administrators and in, in, in supporting them. Uh, through the town council and getting that approved. So we've got a very good relationship there. Um, you know, even though right now, um, you know, there are two members of the Property Owners Association on town council, you know, there always is friction between the town council and Panther Valley. I don't know the history of it. It's long before my time. Um, but there's always, you know, some sort of level of, 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 you know, of, of animosity and, and sometimes difficult working relationships. You know, before the, the, the COVID, I would attend probably 75, 80 percent of the meetings um, just because they keep a pulse, because a lot of what they do impact us. Um, but, I, you know, I, I would hope that relationship would get better. Um, you know, we need them. They need us. Um, and, um, you know, there is some um, decision making that happens with regards to the council and on the Panther Valley board that affect each other. And, uh, you know, I see myself as one of the major conduits to, you know, to communicate that back and forth. So so I guess that's that's enough with that topic. <laughs> 
Well, um, perhaps someday over a cup of coffee, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a, a little bit more history of this so that you can get, get a little different context of the whole thing. But <laughs> it, it, it's a tough job that you have to, uh, it's a tightrope you, you have to walk um, because you need, you need the, uh, a good relationship with the governing body. But if, if you're in too tight with the governing body, the people who are really your bosses, they, they may not be happy with that. And then you have to do the uh, the work of your bosses, but you can't do it in such a way that the the township thinks that that the property owners association is your enemy. I mean, Georgetown School of Diplomacy. Uh, you could go talk there on on some of the things that you have to do. Yeah, it's you know it's it's a fine line. You, you know, um, um, you know that we need to work together. You know, as I mentioned, you know we. You know, we have all these projects, and a lot of them require going through the, you know, the the, the township, either through the, uh, um, you know, zoning or through uh, through the construction office, and um, you know, and other things. And and sometimes that's a smooth issue. Sometimes it's not. And um, you know, we work hard to make sure that you know we have that positive relationship. Um, you know, and. And I know all five town council people. I know the mayor and, and I know the key players. And, and, you know, I try my hardest to make sure that there's, you know, that positive uh, relationship and trying to, you know, to, to support them and hopefully have them support us. So uh, Panther Valley has probably two-thirds of the citizens that, that live in Alamuchi Township. Um, um, I would say it's more than that now. Yeah, it probably is now. So it's, what, 25? We're over 3,000 in Panther 80, Valley. 20, maybe 80-20. Yeah. So it comprises most of the, the population. Um, but, you know, there's a history here of uh, people who don't live in Panther Valley uh, take issue with Panther Valley itself. And I know there's there, there, the divide kind of abated for a while, but I, I sense in recent years that that the inside and outside the gates discussion has come up a little bit more often. So, and I know, so if you could explain to, to others that Panther Valley really isn't an island uh, and forget the rest of the community, PVPOA really has made significant efforts to to be part of the entire Alamuchi community. So if you could talk a little bit about that, that'd be great. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I talked earlier, you know, one of the, one of, I think, of the crown jewels in, in Alamuchi is, um, you know, Rutherford Hall. And, um, you know, unfortunately, on a, on a rainy day three years ago, you know, Panther Valley held its 50th anniversary, you know, at Rutherford Hall. And, um, you know, I've, I've attempted whenever asked, I don't think I've ever said no to anybody that's asked me to help with an event or do something over there, as well as anything within the township. And I think a majority of our residents are, are, are feel that way with regards to, you know, supporting the township, um, you know, whether it's Rutherford Hall, the schools, um, you know, or the or the governing bodies. You know, that that misconception, and it's not just here, Fran, it's it's something that that community associations dealing deal with all over the country with the them and us mentality of living in the gates and thinking that there's a, you know, that there's a status symbol or there's, you know, something with living behind a gate versus, you know, not living, you know, behind a gate. And it's a choice that each owner makes and 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 it's probably a you know a, a major financial choice that people sometimes don't understand is, 
you know, even though they may, you know, uh, uh, live up, you know, within that gated community, they're still paying their property taxes to the township as well as a maintenance fee for the services to be provided within that within that township within that community. So, um, you know, but with regards to, you know, how Panther Valley feels about Alamuchi Township, you know, we're a critical part of it. And, and, and again, not only from within, we want to make sure that Pan and the, you know, the township of Alamuchi is very successful because, again, one of the things that I've said it probably three different times through this interview, we want to maintain and increase property value. That's ultimately the goal of mine as a manager is to make sure I'm doing that to the properties here within Panther Valley. And that in turn redounds to everybody in the area's benefit. Absolutely. I know you've mentioned it, and um, I think it's really important. Uh, Panther Valley uh, Property Owners Association is seen as one of the kind of the flagship kind of uh, large associations in the state. Why is PVPOA so successful? Well, because I think it comes from um, they've had good leadership through their years. They've been financially stable. You know, you, 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 you read and hear about, you know, townships and everything else with debt. You know, we have $8 million in the bank, um, you know, for our for our project. So we haven't had this, as you said earlier, special assessed for over and snow removal and everything. Yeah, we've maybe gone over budget and had to recoup that in the next year. But it's not something that we ever run out of cash to be able to pay our bills and and have success uh, within the association and within the within the development. Um, you know, with that comes a good relationship with, you know, with with most of the contractors that want to come and do work here and being able to get competitive bids for, you know, all of the projects that we do. Um, you know, so we've been overly successful in, in keeping and maintaining value, which, you know, a, a, a prominent person coming in and looking at Panther Valley is going to see that and see that that's vitally important to them. And, um, you, you know, I, that's why I'm, I'm very excited when I go out and meet with colleagues and I can tell them about, you know, our first class security system we have and some of the other things we've done that I'm really proud of here in Panther Valley. Matt, uh, one final question, I think, uh, uh, for me. Um, has there been any uh, discussion about um, the level of service with regard to police um, in Panther Valley with the increase in uh, population? Um, you know, one of the biggest things we struggle with is being private is um, vehicular traffic speeding. It's our, probably our number one concern, and we are under uh, what they refer to as Title 39, which means that the, you know, municipal, the police department, which in our area is the, you know, New Jersey State Police have responsibility for monitoring that traffic. So, you know, one of the biggest concerns always here is the speeding within Panther Valley. So, you know, that is something that, you know, we've opened some communication and some dialogue with some different avenues to um, to try to figure out some way to, you know, to, to deal with some of these issues. We may have to do some infrastructure changes, but also we want to make sure that there is some more visibility of the state police within Panther Valley. Um, that's our biggest problem. You know, we have, you know, not that we don't have crime like everybody else, but, uh, you know, we don't have the crime that's outside of the gates. Excellent. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I, I know that I have a, a million more questions and we could certainly uh, uh, stay on for another hour, but perhaps we can invite you back again at some time in the future. You've been listening to uh, Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Music.